Hello everyone and welcome to the show where we've seen London, we've seen France, now we're back for our old song and dance. My name is Christy. <laughs> and my name is Illumide. And this is the Big Empty Purse Podcast. <laughs> the fucking poetry. I love it. <laughs> So, Illumide, what have you been up to since the last episode, and what does that have to do with the smoke? <laughs> Thank you for asking. On account of, this episode is going to be like none other, so we're just going to jump right in. That fucking smoke. I didn't know that Canada could catch fire. I was unaware that that was possible. And as much of the Canada that caught fire, they didn't... It just felt like nobody knew what was happening. I just woke up one morning, and there was smoke everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And it was wild. And people were, like, sharing photos of what New York City looks like. <laughs> And people were dragging those pictures saying that they looked like it had the Sapaya filter yeah. looking like old Mexico. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We are living through ap- apocalyptic times. I can't speak English, we but we are living are. through some shit. We really are. The world is li- like, the world is literally on fire. It's literally on fire. Yeah. And we're all breathing in the smoke. Like <laughs> two, two years ago, the fucking Amazon rainforest caught fire and we were like, what the fuck? And then like we had COVID and sorry, the Panasonic. And now this bullshit where Canada's on fire and they're just like blowing smoke every place. And the funny thing is the skies in Canada were fucking clear and they were on fire. <laughs> we had the bullshit. Like not their secondhand smoke. <laughs> It's a, oh my god have you seen those tiktok videos of um jocelyn when she's okay if anybody knows this jocelyn has a reality tv show where she has like i don't know ex strippers or people who used to be dancers and they're on the show and one of them was talking about how she had an abortion and she aborted a set of twins and in the background that girl was murmuring and talking some shit and she's like "Ooh, double homicide have you seen that <laughs> so funny and somebody had a tiktok video of that walking through new york city talking about like people in new york who are not allowed to smoke in their apartments and they have to go outside to smoke (laughs) and they go outside to smoke when when all the smoke was in the air and they said double homicide (laughs) it is so stupid it is so fucking stupid but it took me out yeah, anyway, I forget where I was going with that, but um, the smoke was wild, and nobody knew what was happening, and I think the air index in Baltimore was like 194, I think, I believe, and apparently anything over 100 is dangerous air, like, don't be outside. We had 194, and I was like, okay, maybe the state will issue something that says um, everybody who can work from home should work from home, that way you're not outside. No. I was still outside in the streets trying to get to work in 194 index of air. I was like, okay, I guess I fuck me then. Yes, how have I been? I've been great. Uh, for those of you who checked the title of the episode, you know we're about to go into some bullshit about our holidays. But before we get into that, how have you been since the last episode? Oh man, been a lot. Been a lot. I've been a lot of things. <laughs> I've been feeling a lot, a lot of times, a lot of amount. <laughs> this is the life. We were talking before we got on. As soon as our routine goes out, it just all goes out. The mm. holidays have been wonderful, but there's no routine. I am just adrift. I don't really care because. As well, t- well, well, mostly we'll tell you about all the holidays, but how have I been? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We're here. We're here. Honestly, we are here. I don't think we are alone in the fact of actually, you know what? Let me rephrase this. Every single person I know is on this wear here bullshit. That's the best we can all hope for. Every single one of yep. us. Literally, I was checking on one of my friends the other day. I was like, hey, girl, I haven't heard from you in a while. You good? I was like, y'all right, babes. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I respect that. <laughs> That's good for you, I guess. It hits different in the summer, the like, I'm here. Yeah. Because like, the mental health is just as, well, it's not just as bad because vitamin D, but it's like almost as bad, but like, there's something different about like, standing outside with like, sunglasses on and being like, I'm here, aren't I? Then like, mm-hmm. cold, like bundled up, the sky is gray, I'm here. <laughs> Read so. the smoke, yeah, we're still... Yeah. <laughs> That's true, S- sunglasses, N95 for the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> The N95s that people had for the Panda Express that they were then using for these <laughs> smoke. Right. It was killing me. That fucking Dyson um, filter, that Dyson filtration <laughs> system that's like a vacuum that sucks out all the pollution in the air. I'm like, I don't know what other bullshit is going to come down the pipeline. Because like, I thought we'd seen it all. 
we had like for sure i was like nothing is gonna pop out that's gonna be like ooh, they got us now and then the fucking canada fires anyway oh we also need to address even though i haven't done anything for it yet except to be gay but happy pride everyone yes happy pride okay i brought in my pride on june 1 i'm just gonna jump the gun and tell everybody at a beyonce concert life everlasting i could have not yes. rung in my pride any other time any other way that was chef's kiss since then have i done anything pride related absolutely not <laughs> will i very unlikely but you start early you peak early and that's it <laughs> the rest of it. yes i was as i will tell i was out of town for dc pride weekend which i mean considering dc was filled with smoke i'm not like you know silver linings that was this past weekend it was oh i didn't know that yikes yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> well then. yes but we're feeling gay regardless of whether we're in the streets doing gay things which i intend to be at some point this month oh yeah but at the very least i've made a dumb impulse purchase i bought these big rainbow hoop earrings that just say gay in the middle it's just the word gay in cursive i bought those with not a single thought i was like it's pride month i don't care i'm being i'm being forced into the office at the end of this month and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna wear them i'm pretty sure i'm gonna wear like semi-formal clothing and these giant rainbow hoop gay earrings yep. because they they forced me to do something in this month of pride and that's homophobic it is homophobic <laughs> <laughs> They're so tacky too. I can't wait. I'm gonna like wear something extra nice, like nicer than I would have otherwise, and these tacky fucking giant gay earrings. <laughs> I actually need to be on your level. I've been so my ears are like really sensitive now. I don't know. I think probably me traveling and just like sleeping on these horrible. By the way, <laughs> complete segue, unfucking related. <laughs> Airbnb is a raggedy bitch. We've said this before, but it's even more raggedy mm -hmm. than I recall. <laughs> While away. I was at an Airbnb that was advertised as a one bedroom. Christy, it was not a one bedroom. In fact, it wasn't even a studio. What's less than a studio? I don't know. Uh, a closet? It was a closet. You know what? It was a fucking closet. There was no demarcation between the kitchen, the bedroom, the closet, or even the bathroom. It was all, oh it was just right there. That was everything. And I was like, oh my God. I understand open concept, but what the fuck <laughs> and there wasn't air conditioning a building that was built oh in the last four years mind you no air conditioning also top on that the fact that it didn't even have a microwave there was no way to reheat food except for the oven and in the apartment there were no pots and pans or oven safe cookware they only had ikea vinyl plates that obviously was not going to survive the oven and then they had right. not even a stove those countertop glass like heat exchangers mm. without a pot or pan to use them with and i remember like checking into this thing and i was like i've been bamboozled <laughs> bamboozled next time I, like airbnbs are done i'm done like hotels from now onwards yeah. i cannot meanwhile the reason i bring that up is the bed was springs i'm not even exaggerating when i say there was no like it was all when last have you seen a metal spring bed it's been a long time that's what they had in a there long time that oh is, God, it, it was so uncomfortable. There was no mattress topper, just fucking springs. And they had this really thick, scratchy, didn't even have a flat sheet on top. It was just a fitted sheet and <laughs> fucking duvet. And the duvet was covered in this really, like the same, duvet had the same material as a pillowcase. And it was this really, it wasn't, oh it wasn't linen. It was something that was, it felt like brocade mixed with linen. It was so scratchy. And of course, I have like these um, placeholder earrings in. So by the time you're done sleeping for like literally 20 seconds, the thing has caught your earring, pulled it like five different ways. And then you wake up with like really sensitive ears. So like after I got back from holiday sleeping on that for however many days, I'm like, I can't change my earrings. I just have to let my ears like sit this one out for at least a good three weeks before I can like start doing the most again. So I... I played myself on that one. But anyway, I'm done I'm done complaining about Airbnb. Yeah, I've abandoned them. I, I fully abandoned them. I used to put up with it. Like, it used to be decent. And then the, the places got real bullshit. But then it was still really cheap. So I was like, okay, I'll deal with this bullshit place because it's so cheap. But now they're not cheap and they're bad. I went into this knowing, oh, I'm paying way more for this than I would for a hotel. But my mindset was, if you throw enough money at the problem, a lot of this shit to just resolve itself. No, I paid more and I got <laughs> fucking less. What? In other news... Shit, I had a thought and I lost it. Not like it's important or anything. I've lost it. It's gone. Shall we talk about holidays? <laughs> Shall we go straight into talking about holidays? Yes. By the way, should we acknowledge the fact that we've been away for like a whole... Has it been a month? I think it was three weeks. It's been three weeks. Yeah. 
we just fucked off. <laughs> we did fuck off. Tell us, where were you for some part of those three weeks? Where was I or where was I supposed to be? Oh, Different shit. questions. No. <laughs> oh, I got stories. I got stories. I had planned a lovely week-long holiday to Paris and Amsterdam. I had a lovely time in Paris. You didn't make, did it, not Amsterdam? make it to Amsterdam. <laughs> No. Remember when we were talking about this before you left and you were like, when I go on holidays, it's always some bullshit. And then I said, well, mm-hmm. you don't have any of those problems. Yours is going to be so different than my experience. Tell us, why didn't you make it out? What? So what happened was we are in Paris, newly arrived in Paris. We are on the train from the airport to the hotel. We have been in Paris for about 30 minutes and my husband John's bag got stolen on the train. And the bag had his passport in it. Shit. Stop, <laughs> stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Yelp. Oh, my God. We didn't even see it happen. We just went to get off the train and uh, it had been on the seat beside him and it was no longer there. My mom always talks about stuff like this happening. And I'm always like, it doesn't happen. Nobody's stealing anything on a train. Yikes. It, it apparently really is a thing in Paris. Like, <laughs> we saw, like, like watch for pickpocket signs all over the place, but... We, we had a, a hell of a 36 hours, like, from arriving there until, like, we finally started to enjoy our vacation. But, let's see, should I tell this linearly or should I just tell the highlights? Do whatever makes you happy. I'm very intrigued by this. I'm so sorry that this happened. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was so sad, too, because, like, they stole this. There was, like, nothing in that bag that would have been valuable to sell. There was, like, one nice pair of headphones, but they were, like, pretty old and the pads were falling apart. Like, that was the only thing of any value to sell. It was all stuff of value to John, like his passport, his migraine medication, his contacts and prescription sunglasses, like his favorite hoodie. <laughs> like it's like the book he was reading, <laughs> like all the shit. Oh, also, also included in the bag, which we didn't realize until several hours later. This was fucking maddening. Also in the bag, um, our apartment keys, um, which had an air tag on them. Because John loses his keys all the time, and they'd like, you can, if you lose them around the house, you can have the iPhone ping the AirTag, and it makes a little noise. What we realized later in the day is that the AirTag has a GPS in it, so we could see where the bag was. As it turns out, that doesn't mean very much to the French police. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to do going to a foreign country was be like, let's go have a lot of interaction with the police there. But we got to interact with the French police. Nicer than expected, also less helpful than hoped. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, that's standard of all police. (laughs) Sorry, I hate to be so negative. Oh, no. No, I didn't I didn't even expect much, and I was disappointed. Oh, shit. I mean, but if they already have a location, um, they can just call the police station closest to there to check it out, no? Yeah, you, you sure would think that, wouldn't you? So, we go to the police station to report it stolen. There's luckily one cop that speaks English. And the, there's another cop there who starts, like, we, we're telling the cop who speaks, like, fluent English what happened, and the other cop starts going on this rant in French, like, this angry, angry rant. And we hear him say, like, tourists a couple of times. And we're like, is he, like, mad at us for getting our own bag stolen? Like, but then he switches to English. He's like, Paris is shit. This fucking city is shit. Go visit anywhere else in France. Everywhere else in this country is lovely. Don't visit Paris. Paris. This fucking city is shit. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What, What he was saying about tourists, he was just like, he was tired of, like, having to deal all day with tourists getting bags stolen. Because, like, there's, like, apparently a bunch of what they deal with. Yeah. He was like, they have the we have the best thieves in the world. This this city is shit. So we we report it stolen to the police. Then we have to go to the U.S. embassy to, to get, get an emergency passport. passport. Yeah. Yes. John is not feeling super good about taking public transportation. So we walk like two and a half miles to the embassy because of the bags to being get stolen? there or what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That traumatized everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand. But we walk like two and a half miles to the embassy, only to find out, because France, that they're like, oh, we only do emergency passports 8 to 11. Come back tomorrow morning at 8. Of course. Of course. But this was, we realized in between the first police station trip and the embassy about the air tag and the GPS location. So we were like, great, now we have a GPS location. We've already reported it stolen to the police. We go back to the police station and we're like, Look, this is we know where it is. And they're like, well, cool. It appears to be in a residence, so there's nothing we can do about that. Let us know if it moves outside. Wait, did you get a warrant to search? <laughs> I know! I was like, what did you... Do really? Is that all I need to do to commit a crime here in France? Is just, just bring... Bring it to my house? Bring a thing into a... Re- <laughs> that is wild. I don't know. 
it was so weird. They did not explain it any further. They were just like, nope, we can't do anything if it's in a residence. Oh, please. So, if I were John, I would grab a baseball bat and go, knock, knock, motherfucker, get my shit. We thought about it. We thought about it. We went through a lot of emotions. John was like, we'll go there, we'll go there. He's like looking on Google Street View. And it's like, even I, John's a lot more sensitive to like, ooh, is this a bad part of town? Even by my standards, this was sketchy. <laughs> this place was sketchy. And we were like, oh, no, we don't, no, we should not go to a sketchy neighborhood in a foreign country. Like, so we had to go back to the embassy the next day. But we called the embassy that night to see what we would need. At which point we got the wonderful news that the Netherlands is one of like three countries in the world that does not accept emergency U.S. passports. And the embassy said that no, we would not be traveling to the Netherlands on an emergency U.S. passport. <laughs> so then our night got even better because in the morning we were waking up at 8 a.m. to go to the embassy. But then we realized we need to, to rethink the entire second half of the vacation because we were taking a train into Amsterdam. The hotels for the second half were in Amsterdam and the flight home was out of Amsterdam. <laughs> so, so first I do phone calls to everyone to see if anything, if anyone will take pity on us and refund anything. They will not. No, they, will they not. don't give a shit over there. None of no, them give a no. shit. So then we book some extremely expensive last minute hotel rooms in Paris, and we book some extremely expensive last minute flights home from Paris. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. We do all of that, like that's our whole first day is like police station, embassy, police station, on the phone with the credit card company, on the phone with the airline, on the phone <laughs> the hotel. Like <laughs> it was not. Then then we go to the embassy the next morning. I, I am not very worldly, I'll, I'll admit. Something about the word or movies, like for some reason in my mind an embassy had been built up to be like a bigger thing and like a fancier thing. No, it was just essentially like the DMV. Yep. <laughs> we went in, we took a ticket, there were little windows. <laughs> this bullshit where people think of embassies as having like galas where you have a champagne flute in your hand <laughs> and you're in, cock in um, ball gowns. It's, it is the DMV. <laughs> They're there to... And sometimes yeah. everybody also who has had their fucking password stolen, you know where they're going? The fucking embassy. And it was like the weirdest fucking thing because, I mean, it was it was very like the DMV, except worse because it was higher security. So, like, you couldn't have any of your electronics. So, like, didn't even have, like, the phone to distract us. At one point, John had to make a photocopy of his ID. But instead of just photocopying it anywhere back there in their little cubicles, there was a coin-operated photocopier in, like, the waiting area. And he had to, they like handed him his ID and were like, go make a photocopy on the machine. <laughs> and it cost like 20 cents, but it only took coins and it did not give change. So if, if you only had a two euro coin, it would not give you change. It would just make more copies. You will never go to an embassy ever again if you don't have to. <laughs> there is no fucking reason for it. I'll be thrilled if I never have to visit another embassy. If you have to, if you have to go to a country that the US doesn't have a reciprocity agreement with them, and you have to go there for a visa it's the exact same fucking shit every time i have to go renew my nigerian passport i am cancel my calendar for a whole week because i'm going there to waste my time and hopefully i'll get it yeah no no, no i'm so sorry oh my god <laughs> oh this is horrible we spent the hours at the embassy we fed money to the copier like we we got the emergency passport and like at that point like we left the embassy and we just went to a fucking cafe and got a fucking croissant and a cafe au lait and we sat there and we were like all right we just like breathed this huge sigh of relief and from there it was an amazing vacation yeah it was a fucking nightmare of a start but like after that we were like all right the money has been spent the passport has been passported and paris is not a bad place to spend a week you win the pain olympics <laughs> you and john have won i don't think i've i've ever had things be this miserable for me at travel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it was yeah. It was so many sad things over and over. Like, the fact that John didn't have contacts or prescription sunglasses meant he just had to wear his glasses all week. So he's just squinting at all the photos. <laughs> Still like that. He was having to, like, be careful of migraine triggers because there was his migraine medication in the bag. Like, it was just the saddest. It was the saddest thing. And the, he just kept, he eventually had to just delete it off his phone because he kept just looking at the air tag and, like, seeing the little GPS location being like, it's right there. <laughs> The only problem is if you had arrived at the location and it were like a 10-story building, mm -hmm. you may not know which yeah. floor or whatever. But like if it were just like a, a definite one person or one household resident and there was nothing else above or beneath it, you'd just be like, hey, um, I'm sorry to bother you, but 
my stuff is here and you'll call the police like literally while you're there and just say uh, whatever you thought you were going to get if you didn't get it i do however need my passport so mm-hmm. whatever else is in there that's your fucking problem but that passport is not useful to you anyway i need it back thanks so much mm-hmm. but yikes yes it was very sad and just immediate too like not not a not a moment to settle in <laughs> that's how the thing goes though oh. that really is how the thing goes which by the way not for nothing i'm happy that you had each other while that happened right if that had happened to either of you and the other wasn't there i feel like that would have been even more annoying but oh yeah my paranoia that passport does not leave my sight you can steal anything mm-hmm. my wallet and my passport eh, and my phone you can take anything else those three things i put them in a crossbody bag that stays on me. Like, if you are going to take this bag, you are taking me with it. So, <laughs> only because I'm always paranoid of if I lose that passport, zero degrees of rotation. You can't go anywhere until you have one, especially in Amsterdam. Why is Amsterdam so petty? And also, couldn't the US Embassy have given you, like, a full passport on emergency? Like, Apparently not. John had his passport card. Those things, I knew they were useless. They're even more useless than I thought. Yeah, People are. looked at it like it was, they were like, what is this useless <laughs> thing you're handing me? <laughs> like, the people at the embassy, they were like, what? And he was like, isn't this useful for something? They were like, yeah, if you're going to Mexico or Canada. Otherwise, like, why? Like, get this thing away from me. <laughs> yeah, John was like, <laughs> sitting there reflecting at one point. And he was like, I owe my dad an apology. Because when we used to travel, when I was like, a kid or a teenager, my dad had this like, Kevlar thing that literally went against his body under his clothes to keep his passport, like against his chest. And John was like, and I made so much fun of him for being like, middle-aged dad traveling with that thing. And John was like, I owe him an apology. I'm going to get that next time. None of you will make that mistake ever again. That passport no. stays, literally, if you could shove it up your ass crack, you would. You are never losing <laughs> a passport ever again. Traveling internationally is remarkably stressful if you don't have the resources. No, and we definitely like felt very fortunate. Like, Not that we're like wealthy or anything, but like when none of our other stuff was refundable and we had to like do all these like last minute flights and hotels, we were like, if we were paycheck to paycheck humans like this would be awful like mm-hmm. this would be this would be like a huge huge financial burden all of a sudden i mean it hurt it, it definitely it was it was not an insignificant amount for us but like he was like he was worried about me because i had never traveled internationally so he was like oh and make sure you this and make sure you that and then he was the one who He's got like, his bag <laughs> stolen yeah <laughs> i don't mean to laugh but no 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 no, no. it it do when i tell you Luck has no regard for person. <laughs> Zero regard. It would get anybody together for no reason, no reason whatsoever. Did you get to see any of the, like, touristy shit, though? Oh, yeah. No. We had a, we had a lovely time in Paris. Okay. We did lots of, we did, like, we, the rest of the vacation was very relaxing. We took the view of, like, we had, like, one, maybe two things a day that we were, like, we'd like to do this thing this day whenever it happens. And the rest was, like... We didn't even really make restaurant reservations. We just, like, wandered into whatever cafe was there. We, like, wandered into stuff nearby. We walked back to the hotel and took a nap. We, like, it was, like, it was I very relaxing. It was really good. And we just, like, walked everywhere around Paris. But we saw the Louvre. That was actually really cool. Hmm, really? Like, we did not see the Mona Lisa or the Eiffel Tower. Both on purpose. But <laughs> overrated. I don't care. I, I've just... never been to the Louvre. No? I will say that was... That was not overrated. That was a really cool museum. And also just the building it's in is gorgeous. Like, I was enjoying literally just the the building. But no, and we didn't see that many paintings. I'm always meh about, like, going to see paintings because I feel it's not exactly the same. But I feel like if I've seen a picture of a painting, that it's a, a lot more similar. Yeah. Versus, like, what we did do a lot of seeing was, like, sculptures and artifacts, which feel very different in person because they're 3D and you can, like, look around them and oh, see the sort of I size see. of them and... So we saw the sculptures. We did all of the like Egyptian artifacts. That was cool. What else did we do? We went out to the Palace of Versailles, which, I mean, I think John said it best. We like look at the. Have you been to that? Mm-mm. I don't do any touristy thing when I'm over there. Zero. Oh <laughs> fuck. I do exactly yeah. what you just said. I wander around. I I start day drinking early. Yeah. And I keep wandering around, just bumping into people I don't know, strangers, kikiing. When I'm tired, I go mm-hmm. home, take a nap, and do it again the next day. And after my seven days are up, I fuck off. Yeah, we did like one touristy thing a day, and it never took up the whole day. But yeah, one of the although Versailles, I guess Versailles was like an hour train ride out, but definitely like definitely worth it. That was one of my favorite things we did. But it was like the palace that the French monarchy built, like, and we're living in up until the revolution. But the thing is fucking insane. Like this is 
this is mental illness at a scale I have never seen before. <laughs> Truly. This is one of the largest buildings, like, most ornate buildings, and the whole fucking thing is gold. Nothing but gold. Gold windows. Gold gate. Gold doors. Gold roof. Gold, 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 gold. <laughs> Was it maintained? Like, did it look Did it look like it had been maintained over the centuries? Mm-hmm. Oh, so somebody yep. is still paying to maintain that? Oh, yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's a whole, it's maintained for tourists, and, like, mm. all of the rooms inside are maintained and staged, too. Like, with the furniture and all of the art, like... That was, it was really cool. You could walk through the palace and, like, see all of the, like, rooms and the, like, insanely ornate furniture and the, like, we went through this one bedroom. We were doing, like, the audio tour. And it was like, this was not the bedroom where the king actually slept. This is the bedroom the king used for his waking up and going to bed ceremonies. Ostentatious. You're right. This is magnificent proportion mental illness. This is crazy. But we're just standing looking at this insane gold building up on this hill. And John goes, no wonder they revolted. (laughs) 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 These are facts. I would revolt too. (laughs) But yeah, we did. We did some touristy things. We also just ate a lot of food. We drank a lot of wine. Like my favorite thing we did probably was just to like sit in the park with a bunch of food and wine and just like we had a great time. It was so fun. I love to hear it. Oh, I'm sad you didn't get to uh, do the Amsterdam one, because like, I really would have loved to hear your opinion of that. But <sighs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really bummed. I was very excited about Amsterdam. Oh, clearly but... you're going back. You got to go back. Oh, you yeah, must yeah. Go back. Yes. We're going to Amsterdam Passport sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Passport. <laughs> Kevlar strapped to body. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't make jokes. It is way too soon. <laughs> but no, really, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'd never traveled internationally. A good friend of ours had been, like, lived in Paris for a while, and she was like, there's this flavor of chips there that I, I've just never found another flavor of chips that I like as much of these. Can you please go and find them? And they were just, like, a grocery store brand. The grocery store was Monoprix. Mm-hmm. And we, like, couldn't find them, so we went to, like, three different Monoprix across Paris, and it was just, like, super fun to just, like, go through a grocery store that's different than, like... That is like, my every, every little thing was just so much fun and just so... I don't know. Oh, I had a blast. I... That is, like... Going into their stores and shops or things that we do in our regular everyday lives here, it's almost like a twilight zone because you step into it, you recognize like <laughs> the vibe of people here getting things for sustenance, but all of the things on the shelves are not the same. They're all very different. They serve a similar purpose, but they are very different. And the way they choose to package things is also fascinating to me. It's very different. Mm-hmm. It's wild. And just the, or, the whole thing. The whole thing is wild. Every time I go there and I want to go like get food, I always go to the grocery store. And I'm just looking around like they literally sell. You know how in the U.S. if you want to buy juice, you buy it in a plastic bottle. There mm-hmm. they have like cardboard rectangular boxes where their juices mm-hmm. so like i mean that's just a simple example they also have the plastic ones for sure but they also have those and the way they package their snacks and the, the snacks there taste so much better because i think most snacks eu countries trash. just ban all the shit that we put in our food here john one of the things that john really likes is like extremely weird shitty candy like candy that you look at it and it's like god why would anyone want to eat that like that's the one he always goes for just like weird gummy <laughs> sour nonsense and he got some like weird gummy sour nonsense candy there and it was so much better. Yes. It was like, how? It was this weird, like, string gummy thing. It, it tasted so much better. It's, everything is so much better. They're not allowed to use food dyes. If they can't find a natural coloring, they just don't have that color. I forgot to show you. Did you buy some Smarties? I got... Oh my god! Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes, I have the same one! <laughs> Yes, I did. Let me tell you. Okay, I went to Tesco's, and I went, I went looking for Smarties. I literally went to like three Tesco's. I was tearing the entire place <laughs> apart. The first one didn't have it, and I literally just walked up to a lady. I was like, "Look, I'm looking for Smarties. Can you help me find it?" And she walked the entire store with me. Did not find the Smarties. I'm so happy you got them. Okay, review. <laughs> Go. <laughs> oh, they're so much better. They're yeah. So much better. Yeah. Oh. Like, M&M's are pretty, like, among American candies, like, M&M's are a pretty good candy. The Smarties are better. They're just they are. better. They just Yes. <sighs> They're so good. The packaging oh. is smaller than I remember, because I'm like, I would have to buy boxes and boxes and boxes. Because they used to have, like, them in these big, tall tube. Maybe they still have it. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't find that packaging. But this smaller packaging is good, too. But, like, I would... I- so good. For the for the Americans and or those who are not historical podcast listeners, we did an episode on, I think the episode was just on candy. Anyway, we talked about Smarties and the only Smarties I had heard of were the American ones that are just like chalk. colorful chalk pressed into those little discs. <laughs> 
And so we realized we were not talking about the same candy when we said Smarties. And the, the better, the far superior Smarties, as it turns out, are similar to M&M's in that they're chocolate with a like hard candy shell. I was so excited when I saw them. I was like, oh, I get to try the the real Smarties, like the better Smarties. The better Smarties. They are so... When I, yeah, every, every time I'm over there... If I come back with one thing, it's Smarties. I'm not fucking around. Like, all the other candy there is great. I love the Cadbury eclairs and all that stuff. Those are great. But if I don't come back with some fucking Smarties, it's not a holiday. <laughs> it's not a fucking holiday. I'm so happy. Yeah, that that part. No, yes. I'm happy. You know what? All is well that goes well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is over there? That Did you go to the cathedral? Uh, the cathedral of Notre Dame? No. We it's looked right at it across the river. the river. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason we to. We got a selfie with it in the background. That's all. Because that's, that's all there is to it. People just stand outside and take photos with it in the background. It's not that deep. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't. Maybe others do. I, I don't know what else is over there <laughs> to do. Did you go to anything nightlife related? Not really. No. Yeah. We had planned on doing some nightlife things in Amsterdam. We were going to go to a rave. We had like a lot more oh, bars. Man. But Paris, we didn't really have any. Oh, we did go to one. It wasn't really nightlife, but it was like a... It, the concept is very funny because of where this comes from, but a speakeasy in Paris, which oh. like a speakeasy is like a, a thing from it. American history, which yeah, is very funny. It's wild. But it was like, it was a speakeasy. It was like, just like, I mean, obviously it's not disguised, but like it's set up like it's a laundromat. It's called Lava Motique. And it's set up like a laundromat and you have to like go through a door that looks like a washing machine and like go up into the bar. Um, how was it? Was it just a bar or was it a bar slash club? Just a bar. Mm. But... But like very fancy cocktail bar. Were the drinks better than average drinks here? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, also, fuck DC, man. Yeah. Fuck DC, and yeah. I'll tell you why. I did not expect to go to Paris and be like, wow, the food is so affordable. I so knew you were gonna say that. Affordable! And you're It was that. we were trying to spend money out at dinner. We were trying. We were trying so and we it was like Go to London. You'll spend the money there. Really? Why? The outing. The, Why, the groceries are not that bad, but the outing in London is just is just as fucking bad. It's just as bad. Yeah. In in Paris, I couldn't believe it. We were eating like incredible food and we were like, this cannot be all it costs. Mm-hmm. This cannot Paris be. Paris and Germany have really cheap food. It's, I don't know how, maybe they have farmland in the countryside, but like, yeah, no, the food is good and it's not expensive. I hate, I hate DC. We had like, like all of the little cafes would have like these little breakfasts and it was like, it was like croissant cafe au lait, like fresh squeezed orange juice and it would be like eight euros. And we were like, we would pay that equivalent for like any one of those three items in DC. Yeah. <laughs> but those of you listen to this call, what the fuck is an English breakfast? They give you a fucking <laughs> can of baked beans, baked beans, Heinz baked beans, canned baked beans. And they'll just sprinkle in some raggedy bread, eggs, raggedy. maybe mushrooms. If they would, bacon. If they would. All of that shit, 17 euros. 17 pounds, actually. Not even euros. more expensive. And you're just like, for some beans and bread? Oh, my God. Have you lost your mind? And it doesn't even taste good. It doesn't fucking taste good. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's horrible. Mm -mm. The food in Paris was so good. Oh, my God. Like, every time I I go on holiday to a place that I think is better than here, and whenever it's time to come back, I'm always like... Should I even? Because literally, tell me why when I was about to come back home, I was literally looking for apartments for rent over there. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, maybe I just rent an apartment here for three months and I just sit here and um, maybe in those three months I'll find a job and then I'll just start living here. How about I try that? And then I chicken out the last minute because I'm just like, do you have enough funds to last you for three months, you raggedy bitch? Do you? (laughs) Do you? And then I have to come back home. But yeah, it's, it's something else. Did you? Oh, oh, I guess you spent all of it in Paris. By the way, that your police officer who was telling you, go to any of the countryside um, towns. They're so much better than Paris. They won't have Mm -hmm. that sense of like, you can, they're they're all walkable, by the way. All of those towns are walkable. So you still get the walkable Mm -hmm. feel, but they won't have all of the things that Paris would have. But they also won't have all of the people and all of the nastiness that is in Paris. So, and then they have, they do have beaches over there. And the beaches are, some of them are not like fine sand beaches. Some of them are like rock beaches, but they're all really beautiful. Yeah. Paris in a lot of ways, like I had, I had an amazing time. I really enjoyed it. Paris as a city also kind of just reminded me of New York. Yep. It's New York, copy paste. It's kind of New York. Like, there's some things that are a little better. There's some things that are a little worse. But like, this sort of just feels like New York. I will, I will at some point go to the rest of France, um, but especially Amsterdam. I'm very excited to go to Amsterdam at some point. I'm very excited to do any more international travel now. Honestly, I'm already look Thanksgiving break. If I can manage <laughs> it, I'm not here. I have to be really careful when I say things like this because I understand that it could sound like it's coming from a place of privilege. Which let's be fucking clear. Trauma Olympics, I'm top two and I'm not number two. But (laughs) one of the things that I've just learned is traveling 
could, if I can afford it constantly, be my hobby easily. Because mm-hmm. the excitement of going to a place that's very much different from the place that you live and see every single day and just all the potential experiences that you could have. It's literally a city full of strangers. You haven't met any of them. There is a whole new different culture, a whole new different lifestyle. And you just go check it out for as long as you can mm-hmm. afford to and then you fuck off. But that's it kind of if you're feeling like a cabin fever or a little stale about your life, you just do one or two of those every few months. And it kind of like just gives you a little spice back in your life. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to off myself in this month. <laughs> yeah, it's just... <laughs> it, it really does. It really does. Like oh. it temporarily puts a pause on your depression and you can come back to your depression <laughs> when you're done with your holiday. But like for, for like a, a little minute, you can, you could just stave off your depression. So yeah, traveling internationally is chef's kiss. I will, even though I keep taking L's on those trips where, you know, things don't work out in my way, I will still do it. I'm really happy that you, you, I didn't know that y'all were, st- <laughs> y'all were struggling for the first three days. Of- <laughs> but I'm very happy that you did get to happen. Did, um, was anything, uh, was anything as picturesque as you thought it was going to be? Hmm. Did you go shopping? We did. We didn't leave as much time for shopping as I wanted eh, to. There's nothing to buy. <laughs> I, honestly, like, wh- what would you buy? Some earrings, a bag, a scarf, a new dress? Like, I did buy some earrings. <laughs> <laughs> see oh i did forget we did (laughs) um we did uh we uh brought some cheese back in our bag which we were definitely not supposed to do (laughs) you're not supposed to bring live cultures back it's fine but we bought all this cheese like we bought way too much cheese and we were like well we'll just play dumb if they find it in our suitcase um so like put it in the suitcase get all the way through like customs and everything we're like haha we have our cheese i'm like rolling the bag down the hallway to like leave we're already through customs and everything. We're like, we're just like leaving. But then there's an officer with a little dog in a vest. And I'm like, oh, a drug sniffing dog. Um, and we like get close to the dog and the dog is like sniffing my suitcase. And I'm like, oh, cute dog. And then I see the vest the dog is wearing. And the vest says Department of Agriculture. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, is this dog looking for food? <laughs> Don't be looking for cheese. <laughs> my guess is they were more focused on like seeds right but when i like i panicked when i saw that vest on that right dog away. i was like ow don't smell the cheese <laughs> i mean yeah every, every time i leave an airport and i see them dogs i'm like smile from afar but like keep your pace as fast as you can just keep stepping yeah that dog will have to chase you down if it, <laughs> if it needs something from you. yeah i'm always paranoid about that especially like Mm-hmm. When I'm, whenever I come back from Amsterdam, because all the drugs are like, practically at some scale legal over there, like mm-hmm. I'll just go buying stuff. But I'm not going to buy drugs, but I'm like, if I bought like um, pastries or something that was at the same store that sold something that had drug related, or maybe they were mm. processed in a similar facility type of thing, and because mm-hmm. I I love the snacks even if they don't have drugs in them. So like, if there's even right. like a hint of a drug on me, like jail. Yeah. So, like, like three days before I leave, I make sure to, like, purge every food item and reorganize it. Like, if I can't eat it those three days before I leave, I have to start thinking of, like, a whole... And I'm always paranoid about that. But, mm-hmm. yeah. But I don't think Paris has. I think uh, weed might still be illegal in most parts of Paris. I don't think it's... Or, like, most of the drugs probably are, too. But, no, cheese should be fine. You know how many... I'm sure, like, all the Americans are over there, like, bringing cheese back. I'm sure of it. Oh, yeah. I was not at all concerned about it. Except for that moment yeah, the when I saw that dog's vest. <laughs> in Nigeria, there's a jerky called kilichi. It's done up in the north where like, they sun-dry it. And it's like these fine, thin fillets that are sun-dried and seasoned. It's Anyway, people who love it, love mm-hmm. it to death. And people in the U.S. who have family over there, they're like, oh, you got to bring this stuff back for me. Except, I think previously, they used to let you bring meats or something like that. Like meats that have been cured and processed, that kind of thing. They've stopped doing that now. And this lady, huh. the last time I was coming back, had like... Because they're usually wrapped in these big newspapers and put in these huge bags. She had like a whole like hand luggage suitcase full of that shit. And at the <laughs> airport, they were like, oh, you can't take that. So she just just like, uh. so she literally just opened her suitcase and just started like handing it to anybody who wanted it. You get one, you get one. So all of us just fucking sat in the waiting room at the airport eating it. Because <laughs> she couldn't take it in with her. It was so funny. It was so funny. But yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> they really need to do better because I'm just like, I understand like invasive species and stuff like that, but worse things have happened in history. Like a little, a little this won't hurt. What else did you shop for besides the earrings? I'm very curious about all these things. 
Um, let's see. We did some of our shopping in just like a little like market with stalls and stuff. That's where I got some of the earrings. We bought a bunch of nougat. We also brought that back with us. Like, I don't know what a nougat is. Who that? I don't know her. <laughs> yeah, it's whipped egg whites. And then it's usually got like nuts in it, but it's like white. It's sort of like chewy and fluffy. It's really delicious. I don't know if you've ever had it, but we bought about 40 euros worth of it. <laughs> we got really carried away. Did you did you find that the, the fashions there were better or worse? I found the fashion, like, just the people walking around, like, much better and much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, some of it was worse. Like, some of it was bad. But, like, it, a lot of it seemed a lot more purposeful. And a lot of it was good. Like, I came home with a lot of, like, ideas of things I want to do. Like, and it was very fun to people watch. The way people smelled. I don't know that I noticed the way people smelled. Huh. I have a really poor sense of smell, uh-huh. actually. So. That's nice. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's just over there. I think my my very extravagant opinion. I think the fragrances <laughs> that they like over there are a little too dark and a little too intense for me. Almost mm. everybody's wearing dark and intense, and it's just a fucking headache. Like nobody mm. does fresh and clean. Huh. Nobody does light florals. It's always like some incense and musk and some fucking patchouli. It's always something dark and intense, and I'm just like, y'all need to chill out with that. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, people just walk by here and just like, yikes. <laughs> Why do you smell like a fucking chimney? Um, yeah, but, yeah. Oh, oh John, bought, uh, John bought himself a new travel bag because in addition to all the stuff in the bag, he had his literal bag stolen. So he didn't. He bought himself a new bag in Paris, which, you know, oh, woe is him on that part. He <laughs> mm. <laughs> got a new bag. People. Did you guys meet people, make friends? Was that like a... Uh, too much we like chatted with people sometimes i think we talked to some like this was actually like during the middle of the first day which was such a fucking disaster <laughs> um we were sitting at a cafe and a bunch of these like american gen zers like sit beside us like clearly just all a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of these like young gen z women here on like clearly here on daddy's money like <laughs> uh, but none of them spoke any french and john was like Poor John was struggling to find, like, any sense of, like, control and purpose in, like, where he was right now. And they were, like, struggling. So he's helping this whole table of, like, Gen Z teenagers, like, order things from this cafe. <laughs> when I tell you the service workers over there, they are sick of Americans. <laughs> it's just helpless, just very kind of, like... And I am... I'm speaking of myself now because, um... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fucking mess. I, I just... Which is why, like, I swear to God, did you, okay, did you have access to, like, Uber Eats or DoorDash on your phone over there? Uh, I'm sure you didn't I think have we ever tried it. it. Yeah, we never tried it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if, because you know how, like, you can Google a restaurant over here, and on mm-hmm. the first Google page, when it comes up, it'll tell you order online, literally straight from Google, and that order online link will take you to all the platforms that you can order from. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have that set up like that there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but it's not that streamlined. <laughs> so you literally have to go into Uber Eats app and like search for the restaurant. You can't just go through Google and just find what's near you and then pick something and order that way. Because mm. most of those places, you actually have to call them and ask. And that's where you run mm. into a problem. Because if you could just do the Uber thing, you don't have to talk to anybody. You just look at the, the menu item, the picture, you fucking click on it, you put it in your car, you check out. But if you actually have to call somebody, they are, in my opinion, rude and nasty. They Some of them speak, actually in Paris, most of them will speak English. I think that's a requirement for those service workers. But... Mm-hmm half the time they don't give a fuck like you were struggling <laughs> on the phone they're like fuck off <laughs> okay that's good that's good then i suppose would you go back to paris, to paris? Like, yeah i wouldn't be opposed to going back to paris i had a lot of fun but there's just so many other places i want to see that there's no real reason where i'm like i need to go back to paris right it has a group like if the there nexus, was yeah. yeah no it's not like paris is my city and i i need to go back to paris like if there's a thing in paris i i could see having a lot more fun there but honestly the whole trip is now just like I want to see all the different places. Like, I want to see more of a variety of places than to keep going back to the same place. That makes sense. Maybe eventually. But, like, like I said, it was a lot like New York. Like, there were a lot of fun different things. But there were some things that I was like, this is just a city. This is a city. Like, I've I've lived in a city. And, like, yeah, they drive on the right-hand side. We had, had, like, a little cab app that we did the same way. Like, Uber. Like, we took the metro. The metro was fine. That was not hard to, like, navigate now that we've been, like, in the D.C. metro. Mm. But the, the metro in Paris doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Maybe the one in DC also doesn't make sense. But I just recall, <laughs> like, the Metro, I forget what about it is weird. I think it's not as intuitive as you would expect it to be. There's always some bullshit with it, but it's, uh, you do what you yeah. gotta do. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's some things that are, like, easier and harder. There was, like, some weird, like, there's, like, zones with, like, how far out from the city yeah. you go. There was also one, I'm glad we, like, watched someone else do it. The metro train doors don't open automatically. You have to press the button to open You have to, like, open them. Mm-hmm. So, like, like if you're, like, waiting to get off, it's not just going to open in front of you. Like, you have to, like, open the door. Buying a ticket <laughs> to get on public transportation or the passes or whatever are the mm-hmm. most nerve-wracking thing for me. Mm, yeah. Because especially if it's, like, what first time I ever went to Amsterdam, I literally had to beg the closest black woman to help me. Because the mm-hmm. machine was not it was in danish not even in like it was weird and i was trying to like <laughs> kick it back to english or french or something else that i could manage and it, i was yes. having a hard time and i literally just like looking at everybody hoping somebody spoke in there's like hi do you speak english i need help and she spoke the least of english but she helped me to at least buy a ticket and i was like well and i was hoping to like get a whole week's pass or something but because i didn't have to do it several times but she at least got me right. a ticket to get to where i was gonna go immediately after that and from then i had to like start it myself but uh, yeah, no, that was always nerve-wracking. And sometimes, like, your card may not work to pay for the ticket. Or even the zone thing, you could buy you could buy the wrong... Which that has happened to me, too. You buy the wrong zone, and you're just like, yeah. this is not intuitive. Why can't I just... And some of them will tell you, oh, you're going to buy, like, a week's unlimited pass. But those unlimited passes are limited by the zones. So you could buy unlimited mm-hmm. for zone one, but you live in zone four. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's a waste now, because you can't use it. There's no point. Anyway. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm glad most most things went okay. Is there anything else that I've forgotten to ask you? There's so many things I wanted to ask you about your trip. Did you go um, direct direct from IAD or was it DCA? We went direct on the way there from Dulles. Mm-hmm. We on the way back we connected through Iceland. One of the had one of the most strange like chaotic airport experiences, which is apparently not that uncommon. John was actually like as we were standing in the airport in Iceland describing a chaotic experience he had in an Italian airport, and as it turns out, it was similar, which was like. Instead of having, like, a gate and, like, a jet bridge that went directly from the, like, there's, like, the seating area at the gate and then the jet bridge that puts you directly on the plane, there was just, like, a a sign with a line behind it. Like, a sign for each gate. Like, no, no, like, I don't know where the gate itself was. There was just, like, a sign that said the gate number and we lined up behind the sign. And they checked our things at the sign and then we all got on a bus. Yep. And they just, like, put us all on the bus and then drove the bus to the airplane. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we got there and the plane has, like, both doors, like, the front and rear doors are open with, like, a, with the stairs down. And they're, like, they open the doors of the bus and they're, like, rows, like, one through whatever, go to the left, rows 15 through whatever, go to the right. But we're all randomly mixed on the bus. So everyone just, like, floods out of the bus, like, and all crossing each other. I was like... This is so chaotic. How oh, is this the best solution? It's I, DCA. I mean, IAD. One of the terminals that goes international from IAD also does that bullshit where there's a like a bus-like shuttle that takes you from. The, yes, the weird like elevator bus. We yes. were, we rode one of those too. The double-sided. Weird. Yeah, yeah the, the one IAD has it. But no, that bullshit that they do. Their airports over there, like most of the European airports, I don't fuck with them. They are the most raggediest of bitches. I just. I'm like, can we just all agree that this doesn't work and find something better? Because it's always some bullshit over there. Like, their airports are even worse than ours. So bad. So fucking bad. um, Yeah. I don't don't mind that Iceland airport. I think they have an okay airport over there in Iceland, the Reykjavik one. Mm -hmm. That airport is small. For the amount of traffic that goes through there, it's relatively small. It's organized. The bathrooms over there are located... They have central bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Have you, did, you, did you have to use the bathroom at that airport? Yeah. You have to go down the stairs to use them. There's only one yeah, set of was, bathrooms. All, no matter really where you bizarre. are in the airport, you got to go to those set in of the bathrooms. The whole airport. Yeah, and there was a whole line for them. And yeah. then a line for the water fountain because there's like one set of water fountains. Right in front. And like, I think there's an elevator, but most people just take, you literally have to go down the stairs to use the bathroom. That airport is wild to me. Wild. Yeah. But. Mm. Yep. And we had to go through, like, the whole, like, country of Iceland gift shop to get from, like, Yo. <laughs> our connecting plane. It was really funny. Yeah, I I forget the currency they spend in Iceland. But every time I'm over, <laughs> fucking, the, 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 the currency doesn't make any sense. It's like, you buy a bar of chocolate for, like, 2,000 crub. I forget the, the I'm, I'm just going to be on public school now because I don't remember. But, like, <laughs> and you can't buy anything from that food store unless you scan your boarding pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I'm just Weird. like, is someone sneaking in here to buy overpriced yeah. snacks from the airport <laughs> convenience store? Like, why? 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 Yeah, on the way there, we flew direct though, and I was John was laughing hard at me, but like, I'd never been on such a long flight. I'd never been on a plane with seven like hours? the two aisles. Yeah, it was like seven, seven and a half, something oh, like that hours. But yeah, I'd never been on a plane that big. I'd never been on a red eye flight. I'd never been on a plane where they served a meal. I was like all excited. And he was like, "It's gonna be terrible." I was like, "I'm not expecting it to be good. I'm just excited because I've never done it." Right. <laughs> was it terrible? <laughs> It was not as terrible as it could have been. Yeah. It was not, like, good, but it wasn't too bad. Like, it was edible. I was just mostly, I was, like, really excited, and I got my little, like, mini bottle of wine. Like, I was very, I was very excited. We need to, I, I keep saying this, we need to bring back the Concorde. Because that seven-hour <laughs> flight could really be a two-hour flight, if that. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be yeah. so fucking tedious. There's no reason for seven hours from here to Europe. It's so stupid. You're, and, of course, your phone service worked exactly the same. You already, like, just used the same phone you would have used here. Um, I could have. I would have had to pay extra, so I actually didn't use data the whole time like i only use we we use data on john's phone to like navigate places and i only used wi-fi while i was there Mm -hmm. but but like on wi-fi it worked the same john's worked fine have you ever done any intern like because you've done a lot more international travel than me are there places you've gone that are worse than the united states where you're not tempted to stay wherever that fucking place that i went to in india that was the countryside (laughs) never going back there there's no reason for that i haven't been my my least i think i told you this my least favorite airport in the world is that qatar airport it is the raggediest mm. of bitches. It's so modern, <laughs> so high-tech, quote-unquote. It's supposed to be this <laughs> monument and a pinnacle of futurism and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Bitch, nobody cares. And it's so fucking commercial. Like, there's a perfume <laughs> store for Hermes for... There's even a fucking Goyard store in there. And you're just like, <laughs> but where's the food? Yep. <laughs> Like, people are traveling, there's no food, and you're selling them golden Goyard. Like, are we going to eat the fucking Goyard? Yeah, sure, maybe I will buy a Goyard after I have food in me, and I don't feel like I'm about to pass out. And then you do go get the food. The food is nasty. costs way too much. The people who are there have terrible customer service, even if they are attendants, they're supposed to tell you where to go. I hate that airport. So, yeah, no. The Qatar airport, and I just assume that, like, if the Qatar airport looks like that, it's very (laughs) unlikely I'll step out of their airport and go see Qatar and be amused by it. I'll probably have the same complaints about the actual city. So I, maybe one day I'll take a chance, but I'd have no, 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 no. Like if I have to fly anywhere and I have to go through Qatar again, I will make sure that my layover is as short as possible. And I make sure I would have eaten way before I actually land. Like I'm not fucking with that airport. Navigating it's a nightmare. But no, uh, countryside Goa, India, I don't want to go back there. Um, <laughs> Miami, that's not even international. But like, unless I go to Miami with somebody else, I hated being in Miami. I do not want to go back there. Um, yeah. Because most of the time, I'm usually, like, the same shit I would have done at home. Like, go somewhere, check into a hotel, and just nap. Because that's what I would do if I were home for the weekend anyway. But unless I get there and something specific annoys me and there's zero redeeming qualities about it, I would probably <laughs> go again if I could. But like you said, yeah. like, there are so many other places that I would prefer to go. But some places are just easy to go back repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I kind of yep. do that. But if, I, if, I, if, if it were me and somebody else and we had, like, I know that between two of us, we can navigate better. I will pick more exotic places. I would just go more exotic mm-hmm. because I'm like, between two of us, we're not both going to get lost or stolen. Like, we'll be fine. <laughs> but okay. Taken. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed the rest of your holiday in Paris. And I'm glad that you got to... By the way, unrelated. Has John, when he's gotten back, gone to get a full passport now? Uh, he's doing it by mail. But yes, okay, good. he's getting, good, good, good. He's so getting he's his full passport that. by yeah. mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, man. He, he like... I hope they're... I think... I think he's getting a new picture. The picture he took for the for the emergency passport in Paris, he looks exactly as deranged as someone as you'd like passport. expect him to look <laughs> based on all the things like all the things that were happening to us, you could see them in his face in that passport photo. Yeah. <laughs> like, he looked awful. I would bet. <laughs> was the hotel was the hotel as as expected? So we stayed in two different hotels. Um fascinating th- just like fascinating different things the- we were on like the sixth or seventh floor in both hotels and the windows just open fully up no no screen yeah. no lock no nothing they're just open to the open to the street people there oh. have no reason to kill themselves yeah. <laughs> they really don't in the u.s you would never never Ever. absolutely never. a high-rise that has no windows that just permanently close who the fuck do you think you are i was shocked yeah the windows just wide open could have climbed right on out Oh, wait, how did you check in with, to your hotel? Sorry, by the way, a lot of the hotels over there require your passport to check in. I don't think either of ours did. Huh. Or at least Maybe. they only required mine. 
because I think both reservations were in my name, so that okay, might have been why. Yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, a lot of those hotels, they literally, if you're a tourist, they they will hold, they will literally have you give them your passport to check it. I haven't heard anything about yours. I was still, I was still like intrigued by all your thoughts about it. Uh, <laughs> I went to London. First time I've ever been to London, because if everybody knows me, they know that I fundamentally had a accurate assessment of what London would be. That's why I did not want to go there. I'm Nigerian. <laughs> Every other fucking Nigerian who ever left Nigeria ends up in fucking London. And the place, as far as I know it, it's just as capitalistic as America. Just the way they squeeze the life out of you for everything. Like, mm. It's very that. And I'm just like, I have yeah. no reason to go there. I'm trying to run away from here. I'm not trying to jump headfirst <laughs> into that. Um, and it, it was exactly that. All the things that I thought I was going to hate, I did hate. But what surprised me, and by the way, this is 10 out of 10 my best vacation yet. Hmm. What's Right. What surprised me is mm-hmm. unlike any other place that I go, the people there are so willing to befriend a stranger and just go out of the town. Huh. Interesting. I loved it. And first of all, when I was there, because I, I was there for the Beyonce show. And every single other person from the U.S. had the same idea as me. I was running into people over there who were, I was like, you're here too? You're here too? And that was so much fun. Oh, my fun. God. But even people I just didn't know, I would wake up, I would get on the thing, I would make a friend. We would start day drinking at 11 a.m. We would go to Soho, yeah. just start fucking drinking. Walk from one bar to the next, to the next, to the next. The whole, like, won't leave until like 10 p.m. The whole day spent at drinking, just go eat at the park, get food, and keep doing it over and over again. So that was fun. And... Huh. The Beyonce show, of course, like the vibe was excellent. Everybody understood the assignment. Everybody came in the appropriate attire. Everybody was screaming the words. We had. All... <laughs> I was having a whole spiritual experience. I think this is the best show Beyonce has put on yet. It was so good. Mm. I saw. So I had three tickets. I was supposed to go with my cousin, but she wasn't able to make it. So she gave her ticket and her fiance's ticket. She gave it to a friend of theirs that I also know. And then I got closer with those friends. It was such a good time. We would kiki, mm. like we'd go to the, the day after. You know, one thing that I've realized I'm going to start doing now that I haven't over there. They have, um, of course, every hotel has a lounge or slash a lobby. And they had a hotel that had a lounge in the lobby that also had a bar. It's called the Londoner mm-hmm. Hotel. And that hotel is the amount of bougie that hotel is. I couldn't fucking. They had like <laughs> bathroom stalls in the basement of the lobby. And mm. those bathrooms were next level. Like, this is public restrooms that have heated seats. Heated what? seats. And the hand lotion and the hand soap was designer. And they had these <laughs> cute little roll towels. And they had a fancy wicker basket that you would literally use a towel and throw it away. And somebody would come <laughs> back with more roll towels to re. It was. What? It was so bougie that I was like. Oh my God. You sat there kicking, drinking, and they had like these sixteen, twenty dollar cocktails, and they were all so unique. And the drinks were so good. We were mm. out here just, we literally just set up camp there, kept drinking and just chatting and kicking. It was so much fun. Now, <gasps> I'm, if I find any hotel that has a similar thing here, we're all gonna go there. We're gonna sit there. We're gonna drink from fucking noon to like ten p.m. That's what we're doing. <laughs> that was so much fun. Um, what else did I do? I went to see the Tate Modern. I'm not a museum, a tourist person, but that was so much fun. I actually learned mm. so much. Huh. And I was there with the, with the friend I'm telling you about. And she explained to me, she was like, this museum is unique in the fact that it's not pretentious. A lot of the art mm. plaques, you know how they have the description of the plaque that tells you what the art is. It doesn't only tell you what the art is and who the artist is. It tells you why that thing is considered art. Like it literally explains mm. it to you. Like, oh... At this era, this was groundbreaking because it was the first time that X, Y, and D. So that way you're actually understanding mm-hmm. what you're seeing. And one of my favorite pieces there was, um, there was just a, <laughs> I'm screaming. It was like a, a glass holster that was just holding a receipt. Like a receipt <laughs> from like a, a store, like a, a grocery store. And I was squinting yeah. at this thing the whole time, trying to figure out what it was. And then I go read the plot. It was so cool because that ex- room or that studio had an exhibit of i think the color was white so they had different art types that were in a very similar shade or specific shade of white and that grocery receipt was literally an artist who went to a grocery store and bought all of these things that were very similar shade of white (laughs) so if you literally just look at the list on the like every single thing on that because i was looking at it like reading it like i didn't get it i didn't get it and then like i read i was like that's why this is clever 
it's so stupid but that was my favorite thing in there and they had other cool things huh. like um they had original Liechtenstein pieces they had they had like th- this weird insulation that was hanging from a roof and all it was was like a coalition of windows different types of windows joined together and it was hmm. so big and some hmm. of the installations were literally not art that was made elsewhere and put into the museum they were built like literally there was like a train track that was running into the walls of the museum oh it was so cool. cool um and they're like two whole buildings that each have like 10 floors hmm. and on each art piece i guess the tape modern is doing something where they're trying to make sure because you know the entire fucking country of the united kingdom has been known to pilfer art from other places <laughs> so this museum has a really cool thing where they tell you okay this art was purchased from this artist with funds from x Mm-hmm. That way, you know that they didn't go rob a whole country of it. So yeah, that was really <laughs> nice. I, I really, really, really enjoyed. Like that's the kind of museum that I want to keep going to because a lot of these other museums, I feel lost. I'm like okay, I see it. I don't know why this is cool. I don't know why this is important. I don't know why this is art. But that museum does a really good job about explaining stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun. Then the food there was for the most part trash, <laughs> but all the ethnic food over there is good. We did go to Dishoom. They have yes, six Dishooms in London. It was so good it was so good speaking of the things that i didn't like about london <sighs> okay i was talking to like an immigrant this is i'm about to bring everybody's mood straight into the gutter get ready Buffalo yeah. yourself. <laughs> like because i know that a lot of a lot of immigrants go to places like london right although brexit has probably put a stop to that or probably even before then it was getting more xenophobic but you just meet a lot of people who had entire lives and upbringing elsewhere if that makes sense. So a lot of immigrant mentality, which I think that's probably why that city is, if I had to guess, why people are so open-minded to meet strangers because everybody mm. at some point had to go to a place where everybody was a stranger. So they kind of get it. Ah, uh, yeah. I was talking to this Jamaican guy who on like 200 different levels was so problematic. Oh no. That, so he identified as bisexual. And right off the bat, let me just tell you that the man had problematic, very problematic views. Oh, no. He said, because I just asked him, I was like, well, do your parents know that you're bisexual? He said, yeah, I just told them. I said, okay, so how did they take it? He goes, well, they asked me why I was bisexual. And I'm like, okay, and what did you tell them? And he said he was because he was molested. What? Exactly. The face he just made, I backed up and I was like, okay, you told them that, but are you saying that you believe that the reason you are bisexual is because you were molested? And he said, yes. E- yes. I was like, okay, eliminate, be open-minded, go with the conversation, try to understand what this person's psyche is. Like, your experience is your experience. I will not invalidate it. Let's go through this. And I asked a follow-up question. I said, do you think he would have ended up realizing your bisexuality had the molestation not happened? He said, no. Oh, God. Oh, no, no. This conversation was the wildest thing that happened when I was in London. I was like, okay. Okay. So, how do you reason that? He said, well, he, when he was younger, after the molestation happened, he started to question his affinity or like for the same gender. And he realized that he wouldn't have had to question that had that molestation experience never happened. And I was like, so do you resent where you've ended up? And he essentially said everything that hinted yes. And asked a very simple question. Well, if that's the case, do you think you're going to end up with somebody who identifies as a woman or anything in between or a man he said well he doesn't know i was like okay well you're an immigrant have your parents pressured you to have kids and he was like oh yeah i have a son he's 10 years old he lives with his mom way on the other side of the city and he goes but i have nothing to do with them because it was just a one night thing i was just sitting there like uh i had never met anybody who had found the most problematic way to be a part of the queer community <laughs> and I just asked a follow-up question. I was like, what do you think of therapy? <laughs> His response was, why would I need therapy? I was like, no, 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 no. I wasn't even being specific. I just wanted to know your thoughts on therapy. But the fact that you internalized that and your response was, why the fuck would I need therapy? I was like, maybe Oof. you might find some therapy helpful. I'm not saying you need it. But maybe it'll be helpful. But, like, this is the first time I've actually gotten to the bottom of a psyche of somebody who got there in a very problematic way. Like, that narrative of queer folk being groomers, he's internalized it, he's rationalized it, and he has... 
he lives with people like i think three or four people i i don't even know this man is 36 look we're not gonna go there and then i was like okay well these people surely they know you well enough if they've lived with you for such a long time do they know anything about your he goes no and then he was making a comment about like how trans people in jamaica are getting killed because they are tricking especially trans women they are tricking men like they'll go to a straight club or something and then they'll like they'll go home with a man and then the men will realize that they're not cisgendered women and then they get killed and it's like well they deserve it because you know they shouldn't be out here tricking people yikes see this is why i don't talk to strangers this is <laughs> this right here this right here and look what i tell you i've had the wildest experiences meeting people just the full circle of what could and could not be of how people see the world in very different ways this one had me shook yeah oh yikes look if that person is listening to this podcast hey 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 good luck over there um i still stand by what i said you might need some therapy my dear um and please be go see go do therapy and then try to incorporate incorporate yourself more into your son's life after you've done therapy because i don't think your son needs you in your current state (laughs) he don't he don't need you right now anyway but otherwise my trip was excellent i would definitely love to go back to london i hope the vibe is matched and it's and for those of you who helped make my trip a fun time in london thank you so much when i come back i'm hitting y'all up we're gonna do an accord it'll be fun we'll kiki we'll have Mm. a good time yeah that's it that's really it that's that's my holiday i didn't want to come back though i did not want (laughs) to come back like i feel like i could see myself living in london wow the the rate at which i was meeting people who were willing to get to know a stranger i can i feel like i can easily build a community of good enough friends that way that if i chose to ever have kids in the future that network would benefit my kids yeah yeah so i'm like i could see myself living there if that if the goal is heading in that direction but i'm like i ain't got the coins and um <laughs> i don't even know how i could like finagle my way to get a residency over there so that concludes our episode telling you all about our holidays they were great minus the password issue but thank you so much for joining us you can find us on twitter instagram and tiktok at big empty purse tweet us messages let us know what topics you'd like to hear us cover in the future next time we'll be talking about existential dread until then good luck <laughs>